from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. On this episode of Newt's World... Bill O'Reilly has been killing people for years. From his competition in cable news to President John F. Kennedy and even Jesus, O'Reilly's killing franchise of books fly off the shelves as bestsellers. And the other thing about Reagan is that he wasn't a phony. And most politicians, as you know, they're phony all day long. Not Reagan. You include two quotes from Jesus on the cross, but not the most famous one. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Why not? We don't put in things that we don't think happened. But we don't believe he said it on the cross because nobody could have heard it. Let's talk about Abraham Lincoln. Yes, best president ever. I wrote the book, Killing Lincoln, because I wanted to show America what true leadership is. Because we need true leadership. In Killing Patton, a very strange death. There's no doubt about it. A four-star general gets killed in a, a road accident. All the documents disappear. All the witnesses disappear. And they put him in the ground with no autopsy. I mean, come on. Hi, this is New. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home, so you may notice a difference in audio quality. The bloody Battle of Tippecanoe was only the beginning. It's 1811. President James Madison has ordered the destruction of Shawnee warrior chief Tecumseh's alliance of tribes in the Great Lakes region. But while General William Henry Harrison would win this fight, the armed conflict between Native Americans and the newly formed United States would rage on for decades. Best-selling author Bill O'Reilly ventures through the fraught history of our country's founding on already occupied lands, from General Andrew Jackson's brutal battles with the Creek Nation to President James Monroe's epic sea to signing sea policy to President Martin Van Buren's cruel enforcement of a treaty that forced the Cherokee Nation out of their homelands along what would be called the Trail of Tears. O'Reilly and Dugard 
take readers behind the legends to reveal never-before-told historical moments in the fascinating creation story of America. I'm pleased to welcome my guest, my good friend, Bill O'Reilly, author of Killing Crazy Horse, The Most Merciless Indian Wars in America. Bill O'Reilly is a great friend, a mentor, somebody who has been a trailblazer in so many different areas that it's amazing. He was a high school history teacher from 1970 to 1972. Beyond that, though, he's also been involved overseas in doing things that were charitable and helping people. And he, of course, has been an extraordinarily successful cable news personality. He now has 15 nonfiction books, including nine books in the Killing series, which began remarkably successful with Killing Lincoln and Killing Kennedy had just been rolling ever since. Now, this new book, Killing Crazy Horse, The Most Merciless Indian Wars in America, which is just coming out on September 8th, is going to be fascinating to everybody. And I was delighted that Bill was willing to come on and talk about his concept, his vision, what he's trying to accomplish. So, Bill, first of all, thank you for joining us and congratulations on yet another great book. Well, I appreciate it, Mr. Speaker. It's nice to talk with you, and particularly because you're a historian yourself. When I write books, I write them for the folks. I'm not a pinhead. I'm not giving you 500 pages and you got to wade through it and your eyes get heavy. These are exciting, fun books to read, but they're also important, particularly today, when the radical left is trying to distort our history. They're trying to peddle this line that the United States is an evil country and always has been. And therefore, I'm in position to settle these things once and for all by writing fact-based books about slavery. You mentioned killing Lincoln, about the Indian Wars and what really happened in forging our nation. And I think that every American has got to arm his or herself with facts to refute this horrible assault on our country's history. You have a very intriguing to me title, Killing Crazy Horse, The Most Merciless Indian Wars in America. How did you come to that title? Well, when we were researching the book, Martin Dugard is my co-author, we were startled by the level of brutality and intensity in these conflicts. So yes, the Civil War was terrible. Everybody knows that the most casualties of any American war. The Revolutionary War, not so much because there weren't that many big set battles. But in America, with the Native Americans and the settlers clashing, that went on from 1812 to 1890. That war lasted 78 years. And Americans don't know the scope of it. We've heard of Cochise and Crazy Horse and Geronimo and Sitting Bull and all of these guys. But we really don't know the context. This was an ongoing bloodbath for 78 years. And that's why I use the word merciless in the subtitle. But why do you think it took so long? Because the United States was just in its infancy when the people, the colonists, then the new United States citizens, started to move west and intrude on Indian lands. 
And then they moved south into Florida, which was not a state. And the Creek Indians were there going, what the deuce is going on? Who are these people? Why are they in our hunting grounds? Why are they doing this stuff? And the Creeks were the first tribe to attack the white man. And they slaughtered 300 white people. And there were some slaves in that mix at Fort Mims, Alabama in 1813. That started it all. Andrew Jackson was sent down to quell the Creek uprising. It was unbelievable what happened there. And then it went on and on and on and on and on as the whites went across the country for the land. And they didn't really care who was there first. And the Indians had no idea how to counter this. The smarter of them, the more intelligent of them, like Cochise, he knew they weren't going to win against this powerful force coming at them. But at the same time, what were they going to tell their people? That we got to move again? We, we don't, what, what's, where are our buffalo going to be shot by guys on trains? It was a progression that had no ending because there were so many Indian tribes decentralized. They weren't organized. And Washington's policies changed every year. Some years they were fair to the Indians and some years they weren't. But when you look back on it, do you think at a practical level, a different approach that could have worked? Or do you think we were just in a clash between two civilizations? And it was going to go on until one of them lost. Well, as a former Speaker of the House, you know how government works better than anybody on this planet. In my opinion, Newt Gingrich knows how the U.S. government works better than anyone. And I've always said that. And I've always had you on in that capacity when I was interviewing you. The problem was that there was no understanding between the white European settlers and the Indian nations. They did not understand each other and made little attempt to. So it wasn't like we understood the king in England and we knew what he was doing to try to exploit us by taxing us but not giving us representation. That wasn't what was going on because there was no central leadership in the Indian nations. Tecumseh tried, he got killed. And then the fear that the Indians instilled in the white man, because they were brutal. Not all of them, not all of them, but many, the Comanches and, and the Apaches. Oh, if you got captured, <laughs> Mr. Speaker, you would rather die. In fact, U.S. soldiers always kept a bullet in the chamber, even when they ran out of ammunition. So they could kill themselves instead of being captured. That's how terrifying the Indians were. So in the midst of all of this, there was no understanding. There was no attempt to be conciliatory. It was just who has more power. We're taking over. In that context, were you surprised as you got into this, not only that it was brutal on both sides, but that from the Indian standpoint, they really didn't have many alternatives. I mean, they were being permanently squeezed and forced westward where they collided with other Indian tribes who also believed they had a right to be there. So you also a lot of sort of Indian on Indian combat in addition to Indians attacking the European settlers. That went on from the dawn of North American settlement when the Indians came from Asia and crossed the Bering Sea into Alaska and then migrated down south. Indians always fought Indians, always. I have a house in Montauk, Long Island, where I'm talking to you right now. 
and the Montaukett Indians were the first settlers here. Well, across Long Island Sound in Connecticut, there were the Mohegans. And the Mohegans were very warlike. The Montaukets weren't. They were farmers. But they would come across and raid, and that went on forever. So you're correct in the sense that there was no security. The Native Americans had no security at all that at any time they could be attacked by the white man or by other Indian tribes. In fact, Custer had Indian scouts when he foolishly went into Crazy Horse's realm. He had tribes that hated the Sioux working with him. So it was a complicated thing, but the overarch is this, that Native Americans for centuries had lived a lifestyle. Some of them were more agrarian, some of them were hunters, all right? And they didn't have a permanent, they didn't settle cities, there were no cities. When it was cold, they went south. When it was hot, they went north and they hunted and they provided, but they were basically nomadic. And then when they had this huge influx of, especially after the railroad, Abraham Lincoln was the guy that nailed the transcontinental railroad. Once the railroad started and all of these thousands of people started to come off to Indian lands and do whatever they wanted to do, you can imagine if you were a Native American chief and your people are looking at you going, what are you going to do? Are you going to let this happen? And that was what ignited most of these conflicts. Since you put him in the title, what is your take on Crazy Horse? Very, very interesting man. He was not the chief. Sitting Bull was the chief of the Sioux Nation. Sitting Bull never fought. Did you know that, Mr. Speaker? No, I did not. Nobody does. <laughs> Sitting Bull never fought in a battle. He was the big kahuna. And he was the guy who would direct the tribes. Crazy Horse was the minister of war. They actually used that title. And he was a brilliant tactician. And we take you through a lot of his campaigns before the ultimate Little Bighorn fight. And Crazy Horse just outsmarted the U.S. Army, so much so that U.S. Grant, a general himself, while he was president, said, who is this guy? We're sending out garrison after garrison after garrison to rein him in, and he's beating the hell out of us every time we confront him. And so nobody knows that, and nobody knows how brilliant a military mind Crazy Horse was, and his relationship with Sitting Bull. And then there was Cochise, who was another brilliant man. Did you know that nobody knows where he's buried? He was never defeated in Arizona. Cochise, the chief of the Apache Nation, they never caught him. And he died, and it was like an ancient pharaoh. They buried him somewhere in the Superstition Mountains, and to this day, nobody knows where his grave is. These are the kinds of stories I tell in Killing Crazy Horse. And people are going, really? Why well, didn't know that? Nobody knows it because it's really never been presented to the American people, how our country was forged. Hi, this is Newt. I want to invite you to sign up 
for a yearly subscription to my Inner Circle Membership Club. We're in a critical time in our history where the outcome of the next election will set us on a course of two very different American futures. As a member of my Inner Circle, you'll receive exclusive invitations to join my video conferences with 2020 election updates and my analysis of the upcoming presidential debates. Here's a special offer for my podcast listeners. Join my inner circle today at newtsinnercircle.com. And if you sign up for a one or two year membership, you'll receive a free copy of my new best-selling book, Trump and the American Future, as part of your membership welcome package. And as an inner circle member, you'll receive an invitation to attend my members only event, Live with Newt, a discussion on the first presidential debate on September 30th at 10 a.m. And there are many other benefits of membership, including original content you will receive before anyone else. Sign up for a one or two year membership today at newtsinnercircle.com. That's newtsinnercircle.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you think about this particular book, which is, I think, in some ways, one of the most interesting, and you've written a lot of interesting books, but this one will teach more people more new things than most of them, because you're really in a fertile area here where people just don't know very much. What do you hope readers get out of this? When they close the final page, what's your vision of real success with your readers? 
Well, that's a very good question, by the way. My publisher has been with me since Killing Lincoln, the first book, says this is the best book of the Killing series. Now, I can't make that determination. They're all like kids to me, all these books. But I can tell you that I am really, really angry about how our nation is being portrayed to the world by the radical left in this country. I am just furious about it. Because yes, the US government did some very bad things to Native Americans. That is true. But it isn't all black and white. Some of it was inevitable. Every nation in this world, every single nation in the world on the planet has had exploitation of indigenous people. If you go to Australia, you have the Aborigines. You go to New Zealand, the Maoris. On and on and on. Everyone. It's always about power. It's always about expansion. So I want people to know after they finish Crazy Horse that their country was forged in a way that was very difficult. It was very hard, just like a revolution, just like the abolishment of slavery. Nothing comes easy. And there are mistakes that are made, but the nobility of the characters on both sides, primarily I would say the Native Americans, I show their nobility, that they were people who were loyal to their wives and children and wanted to protect them. And on the other side, people wanted to have better lives. Uh, we talked about the Oklahoma Sooners. Okay, who were these people? Why were they out there trying to get the Indian lands? It's a human story. And that's what our nation is. Our nation is a human story. And in any human story, there are good things and bad things. And I think that we have written a fair book, a book that if you read it, you'll know more about your country than 90% of the people that you know. When you got into this and you began researching this book, what was the biggest surprise to you? I think the biggest surprise was the intensity of a 78-year war and then the evolution of American society in the beginning. Nobody knew about Fort Mims and the 300 whites who were slaughtered by the Creeks. Nobody knew why that happened or how it happened because there wasn't any news. You couldn't get anything out of it. All right. It was only months after that the American people were presented with the horror that happened there. And that's because Andrew Jackson was sent down by President Monroe to quell the uprising. And that got a little bit of attention. So Americans didn't really know what was happening until after the Civil War, because that's when photography came in. And so you see an evolution of information flow. Once photography came in, and once people could take pictures of the Native Americans themselves, of massacre sites, of all of this, you know, in the Little Bighorn fight, four journalists were killed. They were riding with Custer and to cover the fight, because everybody knew there was going to be a big fight between Custer and Crazy Horse. It was like a heavyweight bout. And they all got killed because everybody got killed. Crazy Horse, he was so far ahead of Custer, and Custer was a good general. I mean, and we tell you about his history in the Civil War and things like that, 
but Crazy Horse just absolutely outmaneuvered him, and boom. It's a saga, but it's fun to read, and you'll stay up late reading it, and then when you're finished, you'll be able to discuss this all day long with anybody you know, and it's interesting to me. It's just fascinating. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You have this knack in all of your books of finding nuggets that nobody knows. How do you guys go about your research? Because it's very impressive. I'm just as I'm listening today, and I know a reasonable amount about American history, but I'm picking up specific things that I didn't know. I'm just really impressed with how well you guys do your research. Well, I have to give credit to Martin Dugard, the best researcher on the planet. And what we do is Marty goes to the places. All right. So killing Jesus, Marty was over in Rome. He's over in Jerusalem. And he's talking to all the people that have the primary source material. That's the key to our research. Primary source material is written by people on the scene. So we don't read other books and take stuff from other books. We don't do that. We go to the museums, to the reservations, and we seek out things that were written in real time. Okay? Once we get that, I fashion the story around it. So there was a lot written about the Comanches, unbelievable bunch in Texas and New Mexico, and they went up to Oklahoma, and then they raided into Mexico. Well, the Comanches were so feared by everybody. The Mexican army was petrified of them. And 
people would write down, write down, oh, the Comanches are coming and they did this and they did that, the stories that were told about them. We got a hold of a lot of that primary source material, which is the key to the killing books. So we're giving you unique things, things that we have ferreted out that we know to be true, and we cite them. You know, everything is backed up. It's like my reporting on BillOReilly.com. I'm a fact-based analyst. I back up what I say with facts, and that's why I've been so successful on radio, TV, and in books, because it's not debatable. This happened, and here's how we know it happened, and that's what we do. Tell us just for a minute about BillOReilly.com. You know, what are you doing there, and what should people go there for? Well, it's an amazing evolution. So I left Fox News about three and a half years ago, and that was a very big blow to me because I did not expect that, and it was a tremendously complicated situation. But I'm the kind of guy that if you come at me and you do something unfair to me, I am not going to lay down, and I didn't. So I immediately formed my own news organization, all right? I'm the CEO and the primary reporter analyst. And we went and we used the technology to form BillOReilly.com. And I took five people from Fox with me. Uh, so I had a very good core of journalists to set us up for a daily broadcast called the No Spin News, which we do every night. And then the radio syndicators came at me and I always loved Paul Harvey. And so I resurrected the Paul Harvey. 15-minute newscasts every day, and we do that on more than 300 radio stations every day. So the combination of radio and television built our audience. I think we're the most profitable news internet organization in the world right now. We have an enormous amount of people who follow us and pay a fee, a small fee. I keep it very, very reasonable so everybody can come on in. And we have grown and grown since January, the pandemic started. My company, Mr. Speaker, has gone from a $5 million company to a $25 million company in, well, what, nine months. And it's because, unlike most television news organizations, we don't have an agenda. You know I'm a traditional guy. I lean conservative in some issues, but I don't have an agenda. I wrote a book on Donald Trump, The United States of Trump. That is the fairest book on Donald Trump I think that's ever been written. And I am not in business to promote any politician or do anything. People know that. I had 20 plus years at Fox. They know who I am. So we have been very, very successful. But the best thing is that I don't have to work for a corporation. <laughs> so I can do pretty much what I want to do. And that has meant a lot to me in my lifestyle. I think that's tremendous, what you've achieved, you know, because I watched you and we chatted as you were leaving Fox and I watched how you have evolved. And it's really very, very impressive. You're a unique figure in the number of people who admire you and pay attention to you and their willingness to follow you. That's in a sense what the remarkable success of your books has told us. You and I have something in common, and I think your listeners should know this. So I've known a speaker now for 25 years. We bleed for our country. I mean, Newt Gingrich and Bill O'Reilly, this is what we have in common. We bleed for our country. You may disagree with me. You may disagree with Newt Gingrich. And that's fine. That's fine. I am so 
emotional about America. And so everything that I do isn't money driven. The only reason I gave you the money stats is to show you the tremendous growth in BillOReilly.com. I want to improve the country as much as I can while I'm on the planet because I see the nobility in America. And I know you do too, because we've discussed it. I see how our country provides more opportunity for more people than any other nation on earth. You look at Rome, you look at all the empires, no one has come close to what America has done for the world, freeing billions of people. I wrote three World War II books, Killing Platon, Killing the Rising Sun, Killing the SS. We did that. We freed people from fascism and communism. And to see what's happening today, that we're evil, that we're trying to hurt blacks and minorities. And so that's what I'm using my skill to do, to counter all of that. And that's why I'm pleased to run my own news agency, because I can do that 24-7. Well, and the thing I like about your courage in tackling this particular book is it's the very touchy and complicated topic, and it's easy to handle badly. And I knew you would handle it in a way that people would find it to be fascinating and balanced, and they would keep turning the page and learning something brand new. Whether you were an advocate for Native Americans or you were an advocate for the rise of the United States, that you were going to play it right down the middle. You're a great entertainer, so I knew the book would be interesting. But I thought it took some guts on your part to take this particular topic because it's a potentially very controversial one. And I commend you because we need people willing to stand in the middle of the arena and argue the case for thinking through what America is like, not just parroting various anti-American slogans. Well, we've sent the book to a number of Native American scholars. We will have them in the coming weeks on the No Spin News to talk about it. Try to be fair in everything I do. I think fairness is a doctrine that everybody, and it's hard, it's hard to be fair. But everybody on this planet, if we all tried to be fair, I don't think we'd have the strife that we have now. I mean, so let's all try to be fair. And that's what I try to do in Killing Crazy Horse. I wish you extraordinary success with this latest venture. And I hope that the next time you do a book, you'll come back and join us and chat about it again. Mr. Speaker, I really enjoy talking with you. And now I'll answer your questions. Charles M. from Wisconsin asks, how can we keep this election from having massive voter fraud? Is something being done about that? And will we be able to declare a winner on election night? Well, I think that there are a lot of things being done. There are a lot of lawyers being engaged. There are thousands of volunteers being signed up. It's going to take tremendous vigilance because the temptation on the left to steal the election will be enormous. And the number of ballots by mail is going to be just extraordinary, far and away the largest in American history. I think it's almost certain that we will not be able to declare a winner on election night unless Trump wins in a gigantic landslide. If this ends up being like the McGovern collapse or the Mondale collapse, then if Biden actually collapses, we would know on election night. But it's not conceivable to me that Trump will do badly enough. And in fact, because something like two-thirds of all Republicans want to vote 
personally, where about two-thirds of all Democrats want to vote by mail. The odds are pretty good that election night, Trump is going to have an enormous lead. And that's beginning to worry the Democrats that psychologically, the pressure to accept him as the re-elected president will be overwhelming, even if it's close, because of the difference in how the two parties are going to vote this year. It's a fascinating problem. Thank you to my guest, Bill O'Reilly. You can read more about his new book, Killing Crazy Horse, The Most Merciless Indian Wars in America, which is out this Tuesday, September 8th, on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers, and our producer is Garnsey Sloan. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. Please email me with your questions at gingrich360.com slash questions. I'll answer a selection of questions in future episodes. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. On the next episode of Newt's World, I think you're going to have a really fascinating listen because we have Kamala Harris in her own words. And I think you're going to find listening to her will be a genuinely educational moment. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually one billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com.